0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to one of our <laughs> editions of uh, Elite Mastery. The reason I'm laughing is because we've actually done this three times already, and I think I'm nervous because I'm here with, in the presence of two powerful ladies. And um, it's the first time I've interviewed this lady, and it's the first time for me to have my wife sitting next to me, and we're going to we got so excited about uh, interviewing this guest today that we thought we'll do it as a pair. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Anna. Wallington,
1: yes, that's to, right.
0: To our show and thank also you. welcome Angela thank as an you. interviewer Yay. as well. And welcome.
1: Thank you. So excited to speak to you today. Yeah, thank you. I'm so excited and honored to be here actually. So thank thanks you for so inviting much.
0: me. yeah You actually didn't know who we were. So you just kind of asked when we said hello, would you like to come? You said, who are you? Mm. What do you do? And mm. it took ages for you to get back to us, right? Yes, it did. So were you busy? <laughs> were you busy? Were you hesitant? Um, were you...
1: No, I wasn't hesitant at all. Obviously, I was checking you guys out as as I would but uh, the reason was I was really busy that's the honest truth Mm because I was in the middle of designing uh, a new program and so I was a little bit in, you know, my headspace was somewhere else, so I apologize for being so late. No, not being so. Swedish, I'm normally very much on time with things.
0: Well being hard to get is actually really good, right? If you said <laughs> exactly. yes straight away, we would have thought, well, she's got nothing to do. She's so the fact that you're do. busy, it's kind of like, uh, makes us makes want it more you more. Makes yeah. more yeah. special. Yeah. Well, yeah. welcome. Thank um, you. For the viewers and the listeners, what do you do, Anna?
1: So I am a peak performance expert. So basically what I do and you know, what I've been doing for the past um, 15 years is I help people elevate their life and I've got three pillars that I specialize in. And so most people that come to me are people like in transition, maybe going from a corporate environment to starting their own business or people are just wanting really to get their life to the next level. And so I work, the first pillar I work with is obviously the relationship between you and yourself because that's the foundation of anything that you do. The second pillar um, is the relationship that you have with your intimate partner, whether it's an existing one or not, because most people have enormous pain there and their self-worth is a lot you know, is, is, is a lot around relationships with intimate partner. And the third one is relationship with money because there's also mm. a lot of pain there. Mm. So after many years of working as a coach, I've actually identified that those, those three pillars is what, you get those three pillars to flow you can do anything with your
0: life what's amazing is that when you talk about those three key pillars people get very protective and emotional have yeah. you ever had that feeling oh yeah like sometimes they get quite aggressive yeah I was about a year ago I was um, interviewing some business people and I kept asking the question how much money they're making yes and yeah. the, the one person was quite intimidated and yeah. refused to answer and walked out
1: yes it, yes. And
0: I can't understand how can somebody run a business when they're too scared to talk about money.
1: Well, that's the, I meet that every day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and the reason why they're too scared to talk about money is because when you grow up, your belief system is designed between the ages there and ten, mm-hmm. when your brain is in what we call the theta brainwave states, and you just download your family's relationship with money. And most people are not wealthy, and so you will hear things like money is you know it doesn't, it doesn't grow on trees. Doesn't grow on trees. Bad? Rich
0: people are bad people. Bad people. And mm-hmm. how many,
1: I mean, it doesn't matter which country you're from. Everybody's heard that expression. And so imagine you then start your own business. That's your belief system. You go out, you think you are like ready to go. And then you keep sabotaging for yourself. You're like, why am I sabotaging? And you don't know why. No, because it's because it's so your identity is bad. You know, people with money are bad people. So,
2: Do you work, like the three pillars that you work on, do you work mm-hmm. on all of those three pillars at the same time? Or do you address one first and then once that's, You know sort of
1: resolve then you move on to the next yeah i i always start with um where are you like why are you here you know why are we sitting here there's a reason you contacted me um and uh, so i always start with the relationship with themselves where is that and then i also go very quickly into what your vision Mm -hmm. because you ask people you ask 100 people one person knows what they want to do with their life most people have no idea they're just going along they negotiate Uh they come from they negotiate
0: compromise they don't act and they, they keep changing their hmm. dreams right? because they're only dreams. Only. If you don't commit to it, they don't write it down, you don't plan it. It's only a dream. Yeah. So before we go into hmm. what you do yeah. further, let's go to find out a little bit more about you. Okay. okay? cool. You're having a chat. Swedish born. What brings you here? Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're a power lifter.
1: Yes, you got it right. Correct. And <laughs> yeah.
0: being a powerlifter is just one thing I got right today. I yeah, got yeah. the name of my own seminars on. So, um, tell us about this. Is it important that when somebody has a coach that um, they 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 get inspired by looking at you? You're a champion of some kind. Does that help? You know.
1: I have to say, so my my educational background in what I do is quite expensive. But if I go into an organization. Uh, nobody cares about that they just go oh you've got a gold uh your gold medal in, in in bench at the european championships okay and then that's what they're interested in mm-hmm. which fascinates me but it does show the kind of commitment i have for my own life um so i was born in stockholm uh, in 1972 so next year i'll be 50 is it is that right yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so hot <laughs> 15, 15 fabulous <laughs> what, what, what
0: what dates what dates forget seventy-two. what dates in the month were you both?
1: 23rd of september so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm okay, just in a year
0: on, and a half you'll be
1: yeah in a year and, and a half 50. i'll be my awesome 50s so you're virgo libra you're yes i'm in the can. yeah i'm very much both uh-huh. um when i was a little kid growing up in stockholm my mom used to say to my dad when she saw me playing in the playground she said she'll be either two things a teacher of some kind or a politician because it was always like you go over there, you do that, you did it. It was always like some sort of leading role. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, when I was ten, my I moved to Kuwait with my family.
0: Okay. So uh, your dad was a businessman, or he my dad
1: a... was. Yeah, he had he had his own construction company. Little bit of a I call him a bit of a cowboy. He was very unfortunately he's passed away. God bless him. He was my he was he was kind of like why i am the way i am your hero yeah he was my hero yeah Mm -hmm.
0: so you saw his trials and tribulations you saw his ups and downs as a business owner yeah because entrepreneurs are necessarily cowboys right why would you say cowboy he was very he
1: was he was very classic swedish in the sense swedes are known to be very trustworthy of people so he believed he said anna just remember one thing a handshake is always mm-hmm. enough and i was like dad mm, times no. are changing so he struggled a lot through his entire you know time as, a, as a, he gave away way more than he kept for himself which is if i was then could coach him there's so much i could help him with now as a grown-up woman um but he was just so adventurous and he loved life he was like grabbed life by the excuse me balls and just went with it and that's what I, I think that's the kind of fire that I admired and I, for sure, what I picked up from him.
0: Oh, amazing. So, and how long, were you, how long were you in Kuwait? Or have you just stayed in the Middle East ever since?
1: Basically, I mean, we moved to Kuwait when I was 10. So we were 10, 12, 13, and 16, the kids, were 15. And dad just went, we're going to Kuwait. I quit my job and he had an extremely good job in Sweden. But he was like, I don't want to work for anybody. I'm out of here. So it's very um, crazy. But also very her Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic. And he sometimes says, I'm sorry I pulled you out of your roots. I'm like, Are you kidding? This is I'm so grateful for that.
2: What about your mother then? Because I guess, you know, back then, four kids, mm-hmm. you know, your husband said, Okay, we're packing up, we're leaving, we're moving to another country and we're taking the four kids with us. How how did was she yeah, was she supportive? For, or, was she yeah. for that or was she resistant to change
1: and such a big move? she is very the opposite Uh so she's never borrowed any money from anybody when she was you know she was brought up like this you know you safe you very yeah very safe but i think she found him exciting Mm -hmm. because we always had so much fun and he was fun he was really fun so she just went with it but i think it was a struggle for her for her values and what she stood for for sure yeah i guess the
2: contrast from going from sweden where You know, everything is very particular and suddenly it's a whole different culture. Yeah. You know, and even back then, I mean, you know, moving to Dubai now, there's a lot of similarities between, you know, European culture to being here. It's very European. But then moving at that time, so many years ago from Sweden to Kuwait, where it's very traditional. traditional. And I
1: guess, you know, back then your community of Europeans must have been relatively small. Oh, my God. There was no, there, there was no community. You you couldn't get into Kuwait if you didn't have a job or had a business or something. So there was, and my hair was platinum blonde when I was a child. So you must have stood out like it was very strange. Blue eyes. Yes, Mm. and they would (laughs) grab my hair, and I remember specifically one time in the soup when we were in the soup. This woman with like fully covered face, she took my hair, she pulled it under her, you know, veil, and I could hear like (laughs) smelling. Is it real? Yeah, it was bizarre. So. So we lived there until, um, for, for about five years. And then things were going really bad economically for my dad. Um, so they had to send us back to Sweden and in a way lucky because after just one and a half year later, my dad became hostage in the Gulf war. So.
0: Saddam Hussein's invasion of Kuwait.
1: And then, uh, it's funny story. Actually, my dad was at the time his business was, and his sponsor had his passport so he couldn't leave the country, sure. and he had no money basically. So he was living in a, in a hotel, the Merit Hotel was a boat in Kuwait at that time. And everybody loved my dad because he was just such a beautiful man. So they said, you know what, you can stay here, it's okay, stay on the boat for free. So, 2nd of August 1990, my dad hears a strange noise, he opens the blinds in this room and he just sees these fl- oh, planes yeah. and right. it was just bombing. and he went. And the first thought in my ha- in his my dad's head, which is showcases his personality, was, great, I'm going to be free now, <laughs> because um. I can get out of here without a passport now. Um, but they came in barefoot, with guns, and they were going to take them hostage. Dad said, you can't take me hostage, because I'm the head chef of this
0: uh, Boats. restaurant,
1: which he wasn't, but, <laughs> <laughs> but he's a good... He's, he talked his way out. Yeah, and Asia. he got a few guys. He said, these are my assistants. So he stayed on the boat for about two months, uh, Cooking for oh. <laughs> for the military. And those
0: idiots didn't realize your dad can not cook.
1: No, he was good cook. My <laughs> dad, he, <was> brilliant <laughs> he improvised. <cook. laughs> he improvised. He was a brilliant yeah. cook, so mm-hmm. he was uh, cooking for them basically. But then song. he was then he was uh, moved to, to to uh, Baghdad.
0: Oh, he went to Iraq. Yeah,
1: he went. Was
0: to Iraq. he one of the people Muhammad Ali released because Muhammad Ali came to meet Saddam Hussein? Oh my God!
1: Uh, I don't think he was one of the ones that Muhammad Ali. But there was a lot of people coming by to, to yeah. re- help. Yeah. We were, I think there were 58 Swedes or something like that.
0: Wow. And how did he get released? How long was he there?
1: I think all in all, I think there were about 10 months, I think.
0: Wow. No torture, no nothing. Just kept... He
1: doesn't it. really want to... He didn't really want to talk about...
0: Wow. Yet. He didn't have a good time.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't think he had a good time. That's just... He's seen things that nobody should have to see. Yet.
0: Wow. Incredible. But and then... Um, he's no longer with us recently or a long time ago or
1: 2000 i was just telling telling your wife about it 2014 he passed away um but until the end he just refused to that he was sick he said i'm just gonna just go to sweden for a little bit because he was living in in dubai at that time
0: right okay as a business as an entrepreneur yeah so that didn't put you off you quite like that exciting lifestyle of ups and downs and trials and
1: yeah, I mean, you know, after Kuwait, uh, we moved, to, he obviously came back to Sweden and uh, he stayed in Sweden for a year and a half and then he was like, feet. I can't be here, I'm, I'm out of here. So he went to Dubai in 1992. So that's how long we've been here. And I've been here on and off. Okay. But he had some struggles in Dubai and spent some time uh, <laughs> in places that you don't want to go here. Sure, so
0: sure. Again, probably trusting people. Checks and mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: And your mother is she? She's here. She came. They were both living here, and then my my father became sick, and uh, like I said, he refused to give up his business, okay. and he just went home to get well, and my mom went with him, and then he and just he passed away.
0: Oh, so I'm so sorry so. to hear yeah. that. So as family, you're close.
1: Extremely close.
0: Okay, what got you into sports? I'm not got you into powerlifting because that's very unique, isn't it, for a yeah. for a woman? Yeah. Yeah.
1: I've done sport. I've actually been this year. No, last year it marks my 30th anniversary of being a group instructor of a or a group fitness instructor. I started when I was um, 18 um, in my little jean shorts and <laughs> Jane Fonda. Style. Jane Fonda yep. days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, I've always been into sports and training and stuff like that. Powerlifting actually came through my fiance. Uh, he's been a powerlifting coach and uh, trained powerlifting for about 20 years.
0: So recently you got into it?
1: Um, about, so we've been together since 2013, so that's when I started.
0: That's amazing. Mm. But do you, to be a powerlifter, you need to have some kind of DNA of strength, right? Because not everybody can be a powerlifter, right? So, so the do you pa- feel yeah. because you were fit, it could easily get into it, or were you just naturally strong?
1: I think it was naturally strong Um, my my strength has always been upper body which is kind of unusual because women normally have lower Mm. body strong and Mm. not so much upper body i'm the opposite so i've always been really in like a done lots of like push-up competitions and things I just love stuff like that
0: go on then how many push-ups can you do
1: (laughs) (laughs) what was the one I won won a competition I think it was 62 in one and a half minute or something like that oh my god on the toes of course wow can't be doing anything on our knees yeah so my fiance is a big bench a bencher as well Um, still yeah yeah he owns a powerlifting club in Dubai
0: yes you said Mm but I think it's past a certain age and your joints start no because you're not doing it right right
1: you can compete up until there's some people competing on world in on the world arena in 70s 80s amazing yeah it's it's absolutely and this
0: powerlifting clubs busy
1: yes yeah absolutely Mm. it's a it's it's a niche but it's a club not a gym and i think you would appreciate this because the the whole idea about club comes from the swedish culture of clubs in sweden we have clubs run by people which is all like no profit or anything like that okay. just by people with L, oh, we call it like the fire souls um, here obviously it needs to be a business it's different but they, he wanted to bring the thought of it being a community wow um, so everybody who is at the club is with family
0: so club members are powerlifters or Swedish or both
1: no they're not Swedish they're powerlifters. okay so Patrick runs it with Marco which is his co-pilot co, I call him the co-pilot and, uh, no, it's people from all over the whole world. And it's any, anybody, it's people, beginners and people that are really strong, people that just wants to get stronger. Wow. You know, you'll have somebody walk in with housewife, three kids. I want to learn how to be strong. So anybody can come there. You know, what's, uh, what's really interesting as you're talking, because we had a chat earlier about,
2: you know, your story about how you and Patrick met and he yeah. was in Sweden. And, you know, now I'm just thinking, you know, there's sort of history of your father mm. moving from Sweden and taking his whole family to the Middle East. Mm. Patrick was in Sweden. Yes. And you brought Patrick to the Middle East. So yes. it's almost like history repeating itself. So how did you know how did he transition from being in Sweden, having you know a stable life to then coming and moving
1: to a foreign country to be with you? It was a big deal. I mean for me, moving to a new country is if you tell me tomorrow Anna you moved to Singapore, sweet, I'll find a place, I'll find friends, I'll figure it out. But for him, he's not at all that. He's the opposite to me. Hmm. So you know, he'd done trips in Asia and things like that, but never even thought of living abroad. And he comes from the far north of Sweden, where it's a completely different culture as well than Stockholm, which is very fast paced. And so we met online. Um, I was a bit you know, bored in Dubai, and he wanted to get out of his city because he had just gone through some hardship so he looked at uh, and he'd never been on online dating neither had I Mm -hmm. but his sister got him into that and and then he looked for somebody as far away from Sweden as possible he found me in my Swedish bikini on a surfboard (laughs) and he wrote to me
0: how long were you guys talking before you met
1: Uh, we talked for about a month and a half and then it was my birthday and he Mm -hmm. said I bought you a present and, and he just picked up his ticket, oh. and I thought, sweet. All
0: oh, well, right, I bought <laughs> you a present. I'm coming I'm, over. I'm having a I thought holiday. it was flights for you to go over. Yeah, no. I bought you a present. It's me.
1: Of course, come on. Well, I thought
0: you said, I bought you a flight ticket. You come no, over. No, no, right. no, no,
1: no. He wanted to check out the, the, the okay. place where I was living, so he came over. I don't think, I we're think checking out should place. I think he wanted to play. check out more than the place. place. I'm <laughs> going to be modest. We are still, you know, we're on camera. we got to be modest. Here. <laughs> <laughs> but how, I always think, you know, you've,
2: you've gone through this. Sort of fairy tale where mm. you've gone you've to get to know each other online but it's all from screen you're different places to that moment when he steps off the plane and yeah. i think that chemistry with you know you, your partner is either there or it's not it's very difficult to force that chemistry yes. so from that moment when he walked off the plane did you instantly know
1: okay this is the guy for me yeah it's so interesting you say that because i have been on my own voluntarily for a long time not because i have pain in relationship just because I just didn't find anybody that I found was to jealous. with, you know, and so I wasn't really interested to be really honest because I was busy, I was having fun. Um, So I thought when he walked out, I thought, what if I don't feel anything? Mm -hmm. How do you do that in a nice way? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, nice to meet you. Thank you for coming. (laughs) (laughs) Because he was coming for two
0: weeks. Oh no.
1: I know. And his sister was like, what if she's a weirdo, (laughs) you know, let's book you a (laughs) hotel. but he walked out of the airport and it was literally he said all i could because he's very quiet introvert you know he said all i could see because i had this very kind of pink skirt he said all i could see was like this pink ball just going bounce 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 bounce," and i just jumped up in his arm like literally jumped up is he a big guy he's very big guy yeah He's, he's he's not super tall but he's very wide yes and then the first thing he said can i kiss you at the airport i went no nope. remember it's yeah. the middle east <laughs> oh, of course but let me kiss you <laughs> yeah, <of course. laughs> yeah but it was it was it just felt like i just Not come sure. home it was from day one it was like oh, okay so this is it now and how long after so he came for the two weeks and then yeah. obviously he went back went back how long was it till you decided okay let's do a permanent move while you come here to dubai well the thing is he had his dream job in sweden he'd worked many years to get that job so he was working as a physiotherapist for the Swedish army mm. and that was a very prestigious, very hard to get that job. He applied and it was very, so I didn't really want him to give that up. I mean, what was, I didn't know if he was going to like Dubai, but, um, we did this for two years. I went to see him. I learned how to ride snowmobiles. You know, I get to see the North with the, you know, the beautiful nature of that. Never been up North before. Wow. And he came here. We went to. The, the desert and you know quad bikes and so we experienced that for two years yes. and then he said, "Are you going to ever move to Sweden?" I said, "No." <laughs> so said, well, I guess I have to move to Dubai then.
0: Oh, that's amazing. beautiful. That's and then amazing. he moved
1: here and he said, "We'll live here at least ten years, right, Anna?" I was like, "Okay." He likes Dubai, I guess. Yeah. He likes you know to be stable
2: and he loves it here. And then the business for him. Do you run the business together, no. or is that no? Do you use the services that you do to complement his? What he does in
1: his business, so it's two separate entities. Two separate entities, um, because it they are they're solely well they're focused on powerlifting and also Olympic lifting of it. So it's it's uh, but it's, it's a lifting club. It's very mm-hmm. niched like that. And mm-hmm. what I do is completely completely different. Mm-hmm. But when you were just to get back to what you were saying about powerlifting and uh, and uh, you know do you have to be strong? Powerlifting, why I got fascinated by it is it is the most scary thing I've ever done in my life. You know, I've done paragliding, not paragliding, parachuting, like all that kind of stuff. But powerlifting, there's, you can't really explain the feeling of going in because it's, powerlifting is all about getting one rep max. So it's all about being strong for one, one rep. Uh-huh. So you have, to, you have to be so mentally, mentally strong uh-huh. because the moment fear enters your mind, you lose your lift. So, for me, it's fascinating with the mindset around powerlifting. And I I struggled with that in the beginning, you know, working on that. But it's extremely fascinating. It's a fascinating sport. Wow. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Great. Yeah. So, somebody comes to you. Yes. They have some kind of a pain. Yes. Does your, most of, because I do some business consulting, Mm -hmm. and most of my clients come through referrals and recommendations. Mm -hmm. Where do yours come from? and if it don't come from referrals or recommendations do you find there's a barrier people hold back before they open up to you and tell you what the problem is and yeah. what are your skills that you use and time scale to get to the bottom of the problem
1: yeah it, it, it's it, it, very good questions I would say most of my clients because I have been here for a long time most of them come from referrals from testimonials from other clients uh, also come from social media someone will contact me randomly somewhere like you did yes. <laughs> but, um, I also you know obviously I run um, I do also talks and things like that in com- before COVID um, you know in, in companies motivational speaking and things like this so people contacted me after that yes. I have online courses and people will then continue with so it's very broad um, I have a, I have a gift which is I think um, that when I speak to somebody, when they come to me the first time and, and, and I have a call with them, very quickly they feel very comfortable. So I get everything. Because
0: probably you're not judging.
1: A zero. No, but I have two yeah. values that are the foundations of my business. One of them is confidentiality, and I, I say that straight away. Everything is confidential, um, no matter what you say, and there's no judgment. Zero.
0: Wow.
1: And it doesn't matter what you bring. I so would they feel safe. 100%, and, and I think they do because, but I'm very firm when I coach people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, um, I don't, I'm very, I'm very firm as in I don't listen to, I, if you stay victim mode, I, I pull you out of there. Wow. Because I just, nobody wants to be a victim. Mm-hmm.
0: I noticed, we noticed that in your talks, you were talking about taking power. Mm taking control of your own mm, thoughts mm, in a dialogue mm, yeah so that's, that's 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 can sabotage you and destroy you or they can build you right the way you speak to yourself
1: yeah yeah and i and i know that when i was doing some coaching in corporates i came in and they and you know i remember specifically one client i had and uh, she was very senior in an organization and i came in and she said anna don't talk to me about my dad um, oh. talk to me how to be badass this is literally what she said work
0: don't bring my dad up
1: if you bring my dad up I don't want to talk to you anymore what do you think I talked about
0: why (laughs) why not talk about your dad all I talked about I said Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have said
1: that my dear Mm -hmm. because you're gonna say that's all I'm gonna talk about that's your pain point no because you can never elevate if you Mm -hmm. have things that come from your past. given
0: that party the power
1: yeah you that never was, um, elevate your life
2: never. one of your uh, videos and we've you know we we've watched them all so we you know we not all of them yeah. Yeah. but there was one that that for me really really hit home because this is a situation that we went through recently and it was the one about forgiveness mm. and um, we had a situation with our oldest son at school and there were some issues going on and you know he was holding some i guess some resentment for the situation that happened and we had the same kind of conversation with him that you said on the video so oh, it was really right. powerful because I think when kids what listen to their parents it kind of goes in one ear and it goes out the other but yeah. when when it's backed up by a third party yes you know and you were really saying that by forgiving somebody you're not forgetting the act what you're doing is releasing that negativity yes. that you carry within yes. you yes. so you're being kind to yourself by letting those feelings go do you see a big when when you're Clients go through this forgiveness process. Do you then see like a big shift oh. within
1: their abilities? Oh, it's, it's, it's almost like, it's like light bulbs. Mm-hmm. And it goes like this. When clients do a shift, I, I literally watch. And they just, that's why I always tell them. And I do, now I do everything on Zoom. But I literally, I, and we record all the sessions. so you have to go back and look at that moment. Now you've changed where you just went boom and it's like oh my god I don't have to be identified like that anymore I don't have to be attached no what would be possible now uh wow I don't know uh well let's figure it out and it's like it's like you have just been released from prison literally that's what it feels like because thoughts can be prison for you Mm. it really can be
0: so you have people fighting you at first sometimes they resisting do you have people quitting halfway through
1: I have people that I fire, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it happens, I wouldn't say frequently, semi-frequently, mm. because if, if you want me to fix you, I'm just not that person.
2: Mm.
1: I, I really hold you accountable. You need to step up. And they fight me when they don't want to talk about certain things, and I just I never give up, never. And I actually don't care because I'm not attached to them liking me. Mm-hmm. And I say that very quickly you need to them. i not you your friend. You want to friend. get results for them. Yeah, I'm not your friend because then you. I'm go not to your, your counselor. No, I am. I am the person who's going to say the stuff you don't want to hear. Mm. That's why you pay me. Otherwise, you talk to your friends. Exactly. And if they don't like me, I'm. I'm quite happy. I sometimes say, "You hate me now." Yes. Good. <laughs> no, but then it's, there's a shift. No, if because you, good. Because yeah. otherwise, you're telling them
0: what they have to hear, not what they want to hear.
1: Yeah. No. Never. Yeah. Never say what they want to. How
2: did you get into this? you know the whole coaching and mm.
1: the what what path you know sort of drew you and led you to what you do today do you know when i was a girl i remember, uh, i know that when, when I was, you were a girl yeah when i was a, when i was a girl <laughs> <Yes>. now obviously <laughs> now i'm now
0: it's all changed and
1: now I'm, I'm a beautiful <laughs> strong woman.
0: <one. laughs>
1: <laughs> but when i was tiny a small girl i wanted to be a psychologist because oh. i was just fascinated by the brain and how does the brain i'm really nerdy with things like that And then I remember my dad saying, no, no, you're too sensitive, you know, maybe you'll get hurt and things like that. And I realized that my sensitivity is my biggest gift because I love emotions. They're brilliant. You just have to know how to navigate. And if you don't have your emotions, then you're probably hiding them somewhere. Um, And so I did my first degree in music. I studied music for eight eight years. Um, What do you play? Um, I'm, I specialized in uh, modern dance and jazz vocals, wow, so nice. I was a jazz singer for a long time. Feel free! <laughs> <laughs> We've never had a singer on the podcast before, so that would oh, be great. Yeah, no, I, I did that for for a long and then and then I realized that I went to university and everything, and then I thought, you know, it's not really what I want to do, and I was always training people, and I did PT and stuff, but I felt I want to go deeper with people, so that feeling of wanting to get to the core so I can help people from the core and, and I needed that so I changed and I did my second degree in um, Bachelor of Communications International mm. Communication in New Zealand I well half in Hawaii and half in New Zealand because um, I wanted it to be as international as possible mm. and then after I finished my communication studies I coaching was just born
0: mm.
1: because it didn't nice. exist yeah. it, it didn't exist and so the first coaching institute is called CTI Coaches Training Institute which is uh I was one of the first batches here in Dubai that did CTI. So then I did CTI, certification, and ORSC, Organizational Systems Coaching, and then leadership. And it was very important for me to be certified and be genuine in my... Have that credential. Yeah, very important. Because there's so much fluff, and no offense to people, but there really, really is. Oh, I know how to talk to people, I'm going to be, you know, and it's, it's, it's sad, because it, you need to know what you're doing. You're talking about people's life. It's important, you know.
0: So do you find people coming to you, they are, um, they want to move on in the corporate life? Do you find this more personal? Your clients, mainly professionals? Are they companies? Who comes to you mainly, you men, know, women?
1: Mix. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of local that I coach, mm-hmm. which I'm very grateful for. Very, 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 very honored. Um, I have CEO organizations, I have my youngest client is like 13, so it's very broad. Mm-hmm. Um, I find when I was doing corporate coaching, because I find that a bit hard, the, the, the corporate versus life, mm-hmm. because corporate coaching is all about, like I said, about this woman. How do I elevate myself? But I always know it comes back to you. Mm-hmm. So I, I can't just help you to be a better leader if I don't get to go into the core. So I find I go with everybody. I go to the bottom.
0: So and I, I, it always ends up with the childhood.
1: It's always from the childhood. Childhood, so you, so your habits of your brain. I'm not going to get too technical here, but the the way your brain works, it's it's either you train things when your brain is in theta to brain range, which is zero to ten, so it gets downloaded. So a, a great example of that is you don't learn, you don't remember learning your mother tongue. Mm-hmm. You don't remember that unless you're some sort of genius or something. But, but that's because it was downloaded when you were in theta. Now, you're not in Theta anymore. Now, when you learn a language, it's
0: difficult. Uh,
1: it's hard. Mm-hmm. And so, that's where you download your habits, your belief systems, your rituals. Everything that you see just sponges right into your system. So, it's either that or a significant event. Mm-hmm. Some, something happens to you and you get pain. And then you have this. Trigger. Yeah. And so, th- that's, how your, that's how your habits. Because everything you do is a habit absolutely everything and so that's how that's how the habits gets created so
0: some people thank you Mm. some people find it difficult to get out of habits some people easy how do you navigate that process and how long does it take to get out of habits or some people just don't get out of the habits
1: I'm gonna well what I don't serve them yes Yes. You got to also know which habits are success habits or habits that elevate. So I always talk about energies. I don't know if you've seen my videos talk about, mm-hmm. you know, some, some high vibrational energies, the mm-hmm. highest ones is love and, and gratitude. Um, so I always train my clients to do different rituals and different uh, um, habits that they do every, daily on a consistent basis where they connect with the gratitude and love. Because it's the highest vibrational energy. The lowest vibration, obviously, is fear, and the lowest ones are guilt and shame, which are quite big. Wow. From childhood, especially. Very. Guilt and shame are the absolute lowest vibrational energies, and if you don't get rid of those, you will never become a big leader in your life. Never. Do you find, um, Anna, that if
2: you know you said your your youngest client is thirteen? Do you find that if you start interjecting on these negative habits earlier oh in somebody's God. life, it's easier to break the cycle than say if you have someone who's like sixty or seventy yeah. versus a thirteen year old, you can work with that the younger generation Absolutely. easier. Absolutely. Because
1: it's not so ingrained. It's 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 yeah. a relatively new habit that and I actually, when I work with my clients, I always ask them a question, whose love do you crave the most as a child, your mother or your father? Interesting. And you know, they will say, oh yeah. And and here's what the thing is, when your brain is in theta, you don't understand what you're experiencing. Uh-huh. So you don't, your brain doesn't make, lo- you don't have logic mm-hmm. when your brain's in theta. Uh-huh. You just see something and, and you, your brain makes a story. Right. So, for example, I have clients that say, "Oh, I don't know." Well, let's let's go into it. Oh, maybe it's my maybe 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 it's my dad, because my dad was always working. So your brain's going, "My dad's always working," but your brain makes a story that my dad abandons me. Uh-huh. Then, when he comes back from work, he acknowledges me when I'm good at school or when I do sports. Which means, if I'm not good at school and I do sports, or for girls, I'm pretty, I'm not good enough. So then you chase that your entire life. I'm not good enough. This is the biggest limiting belief of anybody I've ever met. Every single client I've worked with has had that belief. From CEO down to... Every, I guess, every, every level, level, everywhere, every person, regardless culture. And that's not because your parents did something bad. They did the best they could. It's the way you
0: translate it. It's that just experience. the way you
1: have no idea because seldom do kids hear, I love you for being such a beautiful soul. You have such an amazing soul. You don't really normally say that to your kids. It's like, oh, you look so cute in those oh, uh, yeah. ponytails or whatever. And it's, we're doing the best we can. But it can translate into, if I'm not smart, I am, I'm not, worthy of, I'm not worthy of being loved. And if I'm not worthy of being loved, I will die. It's, that's a human need we have, mm-hmm. to be loved. Yeah, we yeah. make
0: sure, and it's just, just talk, we make sure our kids feel loved irrespectively. Even if they're done wrong. We yeah. say, I love you so much, at the same time you've done wrong. Doesn't mean I'm pulling my yeah. love away. Yeah. I love you, you've done wrong.
1: I can already feel that. The moment I met you two, I already knew that whatever you've created in terms of family, there's so much love there because it it oozes out of both of you. Mm -hmm. And you know, obviously, out of people that I've met in your office as well, it's just it's 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 an instant feeling. I just feel this instant amount of love when I'm around you. Yeah, it's so nice you say that because you know a few
2: years ago, Jairish was in a situation with, um, I guess, a family friend. And the family friend said to him, "You know, there's you have one issue, Darish, and the issue is that you love your kids too we were, much." We were
0: leaving wow. uh, England to come to Dubai, uh-huh. and he phoned me to say goodbye and give me one word of advice. And he said that word of advice is you tell your kids you love them all the time. Stop it.
2: Wow, you you give them too, too much, much love. love. You love your kids too much. Oh, it's not. You tell them too often. And that I you said love you can,
0: you could advise me on anything. I don't listen to you, but this is the only one. I'm not going to listen to you no. because it's your cup has got to be full of love. Yes. And you're not seeking it anywhere else. Yes. That's yes. what we can't get rid of our kids. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. They never leave. They're yeah. always coming back. That yeah. Why
1: would they? There's so We're much love. are creating yes. so much love,
0: and the problem is that are they ever going to meet somebody else who's going to give them as much love as we are? Yeah. Probably not.
1: Yeah. No, but that's I, I can see I can relate to that because I'm on the receiving end of that from my parents, right. and I think sometimes that made me. Have, you know, it's it, it, it. I was constantly, I think, looking for somebody like my dad. You yes. know, it was just like enormous amount of love and bubbles. And, and when I met Patrick, he's he's completely dip, different. Um, but there's so much love. But it's like it's there's not. It's, it's not, not so big, demonstrative. It's it's not so, it's, a, it's yeah. the doer, not the the speaker wow. or the talker. Yeah, but. I can instantly feel that of you too. But then also, thank you for yeah. that.
2: Also, I guess if you look at your parents' relationship, yeah. you are the mirror image of your dad, whereas mm. by the sounds of things, Patrick is more like your mom oh, because God, yeah. your mother and father were opposites. Mm. And it's interesting how you and Patrick are opposites. Mm. So it's kind of like, you know, you, you've seen those lessons with your parents. You've seen how the dynamics of, of the two of them work together yeah and you've kind of created that for your own reality in your relationship too yeah and i
1: have and, and i always say you know that it, it that's what makes it because pat said to me one thing very early when we met he said and i want you to know one thing i am a harbor i don't it doesn't matter if you go and you're gone for when you come back it will look exactly the same because <laughs> he's very structured in rituals which i appreciate you are the speedboat, so you go and do your thing, and I don't know what your social, whatever, and then you come back. I'm just going to be here, <laughs> and in a sense, it's very true.
0: Did you test him? In what? In the relationship, did you go on your speedboat and come? I back go on my
1: speedboat all the time. Snowboard. He just sits there and laughs. He's never he has <laughs> zero jealousy, zero neediness, zero zero security, and yeah. he he knew that. Well, I guess he,
0: you get, you don't give him reason. Right?
1: No, no, so. and um, and both of us are very. Secure. M- secure. I mean, I have a lot of love for myself and, and trust and things like that. I think it's important. But he would never hold me back because I just wouldn't do that. <laughs> I just wouldn't do with That's that. It. Yeah. And and he knows that. And yeah, because you've never
0: done anything to abuse that trust. No. So it's gone from strength to strength. But and I've got to
1: go and do my thing. I have to go and make greatness. I cannot sit back. It just doesn't work for me.
0: So where's your path next five years? Mm.
1: I... um i i'm designing more online projects that i am working with um i've got an academy called the life transformational academy which is an eight week academy online which i have clients from all over the world um when COVID is um, in a different phase i will also go back to running my retreats i i, oh. I absolutely love running retreats three-day retreats i take in
0: dubai you... or somewhere else
1: um i ran them in the liwa desert um and it's like it's very it's like you go there and you just Take everything off that you think you know, and you dive right into the experience. You how come many back. days?
0: Three days. Three days. And how much is it? Uh,
1: well, my prices have changed slightly from. Uh, how much are
0: they going to be? Sorry. How much are they going to be?
1: Well, they're in. I'm in the process of designing what my what my prices are going to be for the next because I haven't been able to run them for about two years. So, bless you. Thank you. So um,
0: We could but, have edited that, but now you said bless you, we have to play it.
1: Yeah, well, why did we edit, this is life, right? It's real. with yeah. me, this is, we're authentic Blew the here. microphone <laughs> off. We're authentic we don't, we don't edit anything. Um, but they are probably be about in the range of like 7,000, something like that, there I'm there, sure. Sure. Mm-hmm.
0: And how much is your online course?
1: My online um, academy is nine ninety seven dollars 97 okay. um, and for that you get eight weeks of videos and you get to become part of my online community and we've got like an online platform where everybody from all around the world comes in and everybody that does the academy has to post videos in the group you'd appreciate that
2: oh yeah I would. and sometimes (laughs) i
1: say anna can i do the academy with that video i'm like no and you're not going to be on the academy because that's part of stepping out (laughs) of your comfort zone out and when you say things and you post it you have to own it so easy to think things Mm -hmm. but I want them to own what they feel and Mm -hmm. own it and say it's a non-judgmental space anyway so yeah the Academy so it's eight weeks and then they get lifelong access so I've upgraded it a few times and they get to take part of the new things and they also get you know discounted prices on other things that I do and things like that
0: amazing Mm. on your um, your course that the three days what should the candidates or pupils or students expect
1: expect to be it's challenged. three days
0: and three nights away, yes? Yes. Yeah. You don't come back home?
1: Nope, okay. nope. I want them for, for three for three full days. And I am running it in the Liwen again, yes. hopefully in November, if, yes. but we'll see. I'm also planning to do it in Bali and in Sweden. Amazing. I was running, it, going to run it this summer in Sweden, out in the archipelago. I had a big house there, it was amazing. Uh, I had a chef and everything. Okay. But obviously, it's just not going to work. But um, yeah, what you need to do is to be completely open-minded. I always say the more you put in, the more you're going to get out. You need to. It, and I have been working, my last one, I had working with a man who was very resistant for the first one and a half days, resisting me, resisting me, resisting me. And I was in his face, literally, 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 push, 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 push until the break. How many people do you usually, do you keep the groups relatively small? Yeah yeah I I want it to be intimate Uh Um, I don't want it to be one of these let's get as many people on as possible and let's you know I want it to be you you come there and you get Get really get results and you really experience we do morning rituals out in the sunrise in the desert and and you know we do a lot of like in evenings we do like around the fireplace and we do storytelling and it's it's so in the last one I had about eight people or six people but I can I can take about maximum I think twelve I would take
2: would, like, and would you advise, you know, say, you know, Darsh and I wanted to come on and do this couples or retreat. Would you prefer to have couples come separately
1: or is it nice for them to do that I together? love, on my last retreat, I had a proposal on the last day. No, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Awesome. And, wow. uh, well,
0: count us in. We're always ah, looking.
1: 100%. Oh, cool. Wow. Wow.
2: We Absolutely. love anything like that. Anything. Oh, you will love
1: it. Because, you know,
2: we read a lot, we, we're always on seminars, but you never stop mm. learning. We're no, you never. We're going and in also, three
0: weeks. We just booked this morning, trip to, to America. Vegas. Yeah
2: you know and I think oh, also wow. when Amazing. you get busy you get busy with
1: kids you get busy yeah. with
2: business you know it's just nice to have that time for yourself
1: and it's so and nurture yeah, right. you know uh, your yeah. mind your yeah and and we, we also go through relationships intimate partnerships we go through obviously the relationship with self and it's very it, it's it's a it's it's like exactly what you said it's like three days of just what's going on Emotion. in here let's mm-hmm. clean out some stuff and let's redesign some stuff so yeah
0: one of the things I noticed speaking from our case mm. is that although you got the best intentions and you're running a company you're a mom you're a father you're all sorts of hats mm. in a day you realize years have gone by and suddenly you've lost that common goal mm. I think it's always good to get together and get aligned yes. as a couple yes yeah. yes because it's, suddenly you realize actually you've lost each other yes through yes this process called life
1: yes it's very common mm. it is very common, and I think it's common because people don't do the work. I say the best investment you can make is not buy a new handbag or whatever. It's actually investing, investing in you. In, and yeah. people forget to do that. And what happens is when you go into a relationship, that's why I'm so passionate about partnership. Because you go in and you think you've met your other half. And it's that's how we learn in the romantic comedies. You complete me and all the stuff. No, you got to be is,
0: complete. Which
1: is crap, really. Yeah. Because what happens is you check Cold out from yourself, you yeah. become dependent, and then you have kids. And now your life is all about the kids. And then you don't know who you are anymore. And you forget. Yeah. What, who am I actually when I'm me mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and that's exactly it you, you lose yourself and you lose each other so
0: one of the things that COVID did to us mm. is that we realized we had time in our hands yes. and we, we lost because we were so talking to each other involved with each other suddenly we were 7,000 8,000 miles away couldn't speak couldn't meet and it was time to reflect and change and get back together again wasn't it yeah. so we couldn't probably if there wasn't Covid Angela and the kids would still be in Thailand wow because of that separateness we realised that life is nothing without each other
2: oh that's so beautiful isn't it yeah and it wasn't you know we didn't realise I guess until yeah. you had that time to sort of stop and reflect yes that okay this isn't really working it's bullshit this
0: yes is it's not bullshit working it bullshit. as you totally. said you get busy we with we were compromising on each other's and love and time yeah. each other and each other's value everything just went west
1: Oh, so
2: I think we had was time
0: separate, and
2: also for the kids, we didn't realize. I guess you know, we we were there for three and a half years. We didn't realize that we thought we were giving them the best opportunity. They're in nature, you know. There's there's education. greenery. The education was great, but actually, when we sat down, it was our oldest son actually that said, "I I want to go back to." I Dubai. miss dad. I miss my dad, and I miss my brother and sister, and I just miss being in a family. Oh. Um, so you know oh. we sort of talked about it and said you know it's time that we became a family again and now you know the boys go off with their older brother on
1: Friday they do bro's days and oh. they've got that sense of, of family, family back that
0: friends could never compensate for family no,
1: no you can't, no you can't absolutely yes. not, I, I absolutely 100% agree with that, wow that's so beautiful, so three and a half years you were in uh, yeah. Yeah. where? I remember
0: uh, Phuket but what okay. happened was we kind of decided to take the next level and because dubai it's people don't come here for spirituality hmm. a lot of people come here to make money hmm. do well and go back home hmm. and we thought you know what well, let's add some spirituality to our children's lives and we thought thailand was nature was good there was really good schooling so as we do we just packed our bags booked the flights and on the flight <laughs> there we so i said are we actually making the right decision? Oh my God. And Darsh yeah. looked at me and
2: he said, look at me and it, and it all happened really so like, quick. We went on it. holiday and within six weeks, we'd found the school, found the house, packed the bags and got on the plane. And as we're <gasps> That's flying to Thailand, Darsh looked at me and he said, are we doing the right thing? And I looked at him and I said, are you seriously asking me this question now?
0: said, Well we're incredible. in now. So,
2: and we, yeah, we didn't really, I guess we didn't. We made the best of it. But, yeah, we made the best this. of it. It was the wrong decision. We didn't really think it through never split the family we're very uh, yeah yeah life's lessons you know and you learn interesting that's
1: so fascinating yeah because to me
0: it was easy i'll fly every two weeks stay two weeks we have quality time because we didn't hear we were working striving missed each other and then it didn't work that way because angela got into this life yeah she was living a life right and I, i come in to disrupt it yeah and I'm half there, half here because I'm working. Then business suffered because they lacked focus. Yeah, of and course, that. of course. Yeah. So I, one thing I've learned: focus is important.
1: Very. And very.
0: Focus and, hundred percent determination. Yes. Yes. You got to be discipline. hungry for it.
1: Yeah, discipline. discipline. You have to be hungry, and you have to be so, because mo- motivation, oh, we know, it comes and goes. You know, people say, oh, you're so lucky, Anna, you're so motivated. Are you kidding me? It's, it's an effort. Not it takes bloody effort. Every day. Effort, I get yes. up at 5 o'clock, I go and do powerlifting, 5.30, every day, every day. Do you think I feel like it every day? No. They think it's easy. Oh, it's easy. You're so happy. I, I condition my brain well, every right. day. I happy. do this stuff I'm teaching I'm you not weren't just saying You were born
0: happy it. and motivated. I make yeah. this every
1: day because it's because it's my identity. This is who I want to be. Mm-hmm. I refuse to be anything that's average down here because that's not who I want to be. So I have to be loyal to this person. The more I'm loyal to this person who gives up on things, who's average, I'm going to become that person. You have to choose who you want to be. So that's what I do also very quickly. I create my clients. Together with my clients, we create their avatar. Uh-huh. Who are you when you're magnificent? Then we name that person. Wow, how would that person walk, talk, look like? You know, how does this socialize? What do they wear? How much money do they make? And they get really excited because they, they're not used to thinking that way.
0: Do you think most people are happy not fulfilling their lives? Or do you think they are unhappy but they just don't admit it?
1: Most people are, 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 would want more but they don't admit it. I, I yeah. agree with you. Yeah. yeah. If I you really you. ask them.
0: They subconsciously are not yeah. happy.
1: Yeah.
0: But somewhere along the way they're compromised.
1: Because they don't know how to get to the next level because you don't.
0: What if their next level is painful? What mm. if they, they can't cope with the pain. Mm. They can't cope. They've they, they got habits that they're too lazy. They mm. don't want to take... They find reasons mm. not to.
1: And lazy. Another and
0: unfortunately, most people don't... They die and never achieve their...
1: They never achieve their goals. Their never, goals right? never.
0: Or their full potential.
1: And And lazy is just another word for fear. Everything is fear. Everything is fear. Everything.
2: And I guess also there's an element of lack of education too. I think now, you know, I look at... My our son's curriculum, and they do wellness and medical uh, mental awareness. We never had that in school. We sport. never had that. So you go never. through your education system, and you know you don't really learn emotional intelligence. You don't learn, you know, like say psychology or how to train your own brain. So I think a lot of it is not always having not knowing where to go. You know, how do I become better? Where yeah. do I get that knowledge from? Yeah. Who do I go to to help me when you know it's a minefield out there? Yeah. No, absolutely it's, it's having somebody to say look you know this is what you need let me direct you into that you know the right people or the right guidance place. is good
0: emotional intelligence correct me if I'm wrong comes from mileage doesn't it doesn't it come from experience or do you think some people just have good I emotion? think some
1: people yeah. are also have it Gifty. as a, as a yeah as a gift like I said what I could easily read people very quickly when I was from childhood I can read people Mm. i'll give you an example when i was 15 years old um i just come home from kuwait it was very dramatic because we were my mom had to sell her wedding ring to send us home it was that bad so we ended up in a town where my brother had his his brother i mean my father had his brother so my uncle Mm -hmm. and my uncle didn't we went and lived in sweden forever and i was wearing the wrong clothes and it was a quite hip town and so they thought we were weird and so there was a lot of immigrants of arabic um, heritage there and they didn't accept us because we weren't real arabs and the swedes didn't accept us because we weren't swedish and we weren't anything so i was bullied a lot there which i see now as a gift because that's because i was you know they bullied me must be something great with me otherwise why would they bully me right i see that as a compliment but i realized the, the the time i realized how strong my intuition was i was working in i wanted to buy a bike and i remember this so clearly and i thought i need to buy a bike i have to work in the summer to make money, so I went to pick strawberries. It was dreadful, waking up three in the morning, in the raining, picking strawberries, and, so I could buy a bike. I lived in this field with a bunch of other kids in tents. It was terrible, terrible. Uh, it was really cold, and, it was, and the town was weird where we were staying. Anyway, so one day, me and my two girlfriends in the tent, um, we were hanging out with some local people there, and they said, oh, come for a barbecue on the beach. So we came to, to the beach, and instantly when I came there, I was like, nah, this is not good. I have this really bad feeling. I need to get out of here. And so, and you know, when you're 15, you know, groups and Mm -hmm. peer Mm -hmm. pressure, whatever. Mm -hmm. So we're sitting in in a group and these boys started pouring drinks. And this was 96% alcohol, which if you drink it, you can can die basically. And they mixed it up with orange juice, made these screwdrivers, whatever. I said, I don't want alcohol. They said, oh, you're a loser. I said, yeah, okay, whatever, I'm a loser, whatever. So I was drinking orange juice your friends and my friends were drinking the alcohol and then I just this feeling just kept becoming bigger so we'd walk through the forest five kilometers to get to this place and now it's getting dark and I said you know I just stood up and I said I'm out and the amount of like oh you're such a loser party pooper oh my god you're not cool I was like I don't care I'm out bye and I thought I'd rather walk in the, in the forest in the dark than stay here because I just can't be with this mm-hmm. so I started walking off and one of my girlfriends from my tent, ran after me and said, no, 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 stay. And I also want to go, but I, I, I oh. feel I, I want to go. They said, come. No, but they think I'm a loser. I said, I'm a loser too, who cares? She ended up staying. Mm. I went back to sleep, woke up the next morning, and the two girls in the Great. tent were in tears, both of them been gang raped. Oh my gosh. And I, it was in that moment I realized, wow, I listen to some that. Kind of it. I just knew it. I came yeah. there and I went, oh. Now I'm talking about it, I get goosebumps. And i thought in that moment my god i know who i am you
0: had a choice yes and
1: i didn't care what people think
0: mm.
2: but it wasn't even it wasn't even a choice it was it was this inner it was just feeling that was saying this is danger you need to get away from it i this just need situation. to get out and that's that connection with the intuition isn't yeah it? the
1: knowing yeah you don't know but you know yeah i just knew it and and that's what i mean i think you are you can definitely learn emotional intelligence 100 percent. but i think also you can have the gift of it and i think i, I was blessed with. but
2: also I think you can you you see that even in babies I know we've had experiences you know mm. with our own kids where you know for some reason that they, they just they repel certain energies yes. in certain people mm. and it's not vocal they just don't want to be around that energy whereas other energies they go to and you know mm. they'll open their arms they'll play and that's fine I think children are so sensitive and yet over life we squash it we ignore exactly. it and then we have to relearn it again but actually, as children, they're already a lot of, they're born with that gift. Yeah. You know, it's within us as humans, isn't it, to be intuitive beings. But over time, we, we lose it, or we
1: squash it, or we just ignore. We, we squash it because we're so scared of not being liked. Uh-huh. The, the, the fear of not being liked is massive. I would rather throw myself under the bus than not be liked. Mm. And that's hard when they start evolving into that avatar. I always say to them, people are not going to like you. If people don't like you, I'm happy because that means that you're evolving, and people with evil- Where evil. have
0: you been? You should have been my coach, Elizabeth. <laughs> I
1: mean, True. no. And I'm already booking my 13-year-old my in for sessions one, with you. <laughs> Great.
0: I'll be your number one student. I <laughs> so swear. Can
2: we, can we get a family discount? We're all in. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. We, we, I'll
1: definitely give you <laughs> no, a discount. We too. have I had know.
0: conversations about that. I don't care what people think. No, no. I have my own values. I my own belief systems. No, it doesn't involve harming anyone, and he served me well.
1: And what a role model mm. you are for other people to step into their greatness. Mm. This is what I, I truly believe. You know, people will either be jealous of it and talk about it, mm. or they will follow you and think, I want to be, what have you done? I want so to be true. like you, you it's know? True,
0: true. Yeah. People worry. I used to be a kind of person who used to go to a party, and out of 100 people, 99 liked me, one didn't. It mm-hmm. ruined my party. Oh God bless. Because I was like, why does that one person not like me? You know, and right. I'll go through the process of not enjoying the party because I was worried about that one person. Now I don't care if ninety nine don't like me. Yes, exactly. Yes? Exactly. Actually, I wouldn't go to the party in the first place. Right? Exactly. <laughs> no, if ninety nine don't like you, like, I'm probably true. not. I'm probably not so <laughs> much fun I'll find a the reason so. not to go anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. but um, it's yeah. amazing as yeah. you as you mentioned what, yeah. how people allow others' thoughts about them to affect their own path.
1: Yes. Yes, so much. And, and also the peer group thing, being around people that, that are people that will elevate you. Yeah. Because if you're around people, for example, you're around a lot of people that are broke and you start asking them, what should I do and how should I make money? And they'll be, no, no, don't take chance. Don't it becomes your this.
0: belief system. Yeah, because... Their reasoning for exactly. being broke.
1: And because if you make money, it, it makes them look bad. Mm-hmm. So they have to pull you back. Sure. So it's so important to ask people who you are inspired and by.
0: Those people could be people who love you.
1: Yes, absolutely. Most of the time it is. Yeah. And this is the danger, right? You think, Oh, but my parents think this and this and I see that a lot here as well. You can
0: still love your parents. Absolutely. But you don't have to believe in their message or the thoughts or No. or no the way they speak.
1: And And also schooling I think
2: plays, you know, if you think about the amount of hours in the day and how much our kids spend with us versus how much they spend, Mm. you know, in school, we had a message from, you know, our youngest uh, son, he's only six, and we had a message from the school to say, we think that, you know, Caden may have issues because he doesn't sit still. On his chair for long periods of time <laughs> so we've asked the counselor to have a look at you know his behavior because he likes to move around and our response was well he's what? six <laughs> he's got a choking?
0: mask the social he has distancing. a mask he has
2: to face forward he can't talk to friends because they can't you he's know be too of close life. to friends full of life. and they want to get a counselor to see whether or not he has issues because he doesn't sit still on his chair oh my and we goodness. were j- i was just scratching my head like this is the most insane thing and, i've and ever he heard and he holds
0: his pen like this and I'm showing oh. him, can you practice him holding his hand, you know, instead of like, like this, he mm. holds it with three fingers. And that could lead to problems in the future. What? So I'm sitting there teaching him, and I realize I write like that.
2: Yeah, he said, oh my goodness, I was I'm like, holding the pen. I was like, I said, no you could go darling, to the school council you don't do that.
0: Oh shit, look, I'm not holding it just like thing. him. <laughs> and I fidget. Maybe he's dyslexic. I and
1: it's that conditioning, you know, sit still, stand in line,
0: don't, don't speak. speak, speak be quiet.
1: It, 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 I, some of the greatest leaders ever, they never, they never sat still and were quiet in school. Right. So that's dropped, your
2: creative energy. No, for and, way, and right? I think
1: so. the moment we have to make a diagnosis on people, you become your a diagnosis. Yeah, the label. I, I had a I had a client once I worked with. who was clearly anorexic when she walked in. She weighed about twenty one kilos. I didn't make a big deal out of it. And I said, hi, hi, nice to meet you. Who are you? She said, I'm this and that, I'm anorexic. I said, no, you're not. She said, what do you mean? I've been in therapy for 15 years because I almost died three times. I went, okay, but you're not anorexic. She said, I am. I said, well, if you're gonna be anorexic, then you never get, what am I doing here? Mm. So I said, pretend you're not. She went, (coughs) I said, who are you then? I said, I don't know who I am. That's her identity. After one year. She got married, she opened a dance oh. school in mm-hmm. Berlin, and now she's a mom, and you know.
0: I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> not
1: fat. But do, do you see what I mean? It's like, her whole life, that's her identity. Yeah. And I think it's super dangerous to put identity on people. To label, especially kids. Like Absolutely. you say, they carry that label, they become, if they're not naughty
2: or mischievous, they're continuously told they're naughty, they will become naughty. Of course. Because that's how they identify of themselves. Course.
0: See, most. I, I feel that most Influences go under the radar they're not so obvious you know like when oh, you yeah. see a movie oh, and a yeah. killer looks like an evil person mm. right <laughs> yeah. and most killers don't look evil right <laughs> they don't look like a bad person <laughs> and it's the same with the messages that sublingual so, messages you get under the radar that damage you most oh, absolutely and somebody yes. saying you are crap you're not good yes right but it's those little hints and messages and behavior that yes. slowly destroy you.
1: Yes, that's why the lowest vibration is guilt, because it's done through, yeah, but you know, if you don't do this and I'm going to be really upset, da-da-da, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's done through a really, like... And again, not because we're bad people, because we're afraid. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's it. So true. Because I think everybody does the best they can, they're just afraid.
0: Do you know we've been talking for an hour and 10 minutes?
1: <gasps> really? Didn't we say it would go fast when we started? and can I just move in here? <laughs> <laughs> You'd love
0: to. You can. Would you like to do this again?
1: Absolutely. I mean, we haven't even covered have half of what I wanted. Oh, to, really? To I would to love, love to come back. back. I'm having so much fun, and that'd be we great. We are
0: too, honestly. Oh, we are no, too. A um, couple of questions, and then yeah. we sign off because after an hour, people tend to switch off. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, really? no, they want more. No, want no, no I'm more. joking. I'm joking. So, no, no, seriously. Um, <laughs> you don't have to be broken to come to you.
1: No. No, absolutely not.
0: Please, Ab- please absolutely please. not.
1: So I sometimes I have this visual because everything in my head is, is pictures. I see pic- when you're talking, I see pictures like this. So when people walk into me, I see where they are on my scale, whatever mm-hmm. I call that. It's like if you're on this end and you're really broken, it's it's a longer journey for me to take mm-hmm. you back. and most people wait very long and then they're like I have panic attack I need to come and see you and that's absolutely they can come and see me just it it might take a a while to get them so but if you're most people are like somewhere here they just want more out of their life it's easier for me because then then you're not you haven't gone and created habits in your brain Mm -hmm. that are destructive at a deep level if you know what I mean Mm -hmm. so you can be anything you can be already have a fabulous life you just want more spice you know, I just want to spice up my life. How do I do that? So, that's why I love what I do because there is no. I don't want to niche myself. And oh, Anna, you work with women, ages thirty to forty. No, I don't want to. Everybody. Mm-hmm. You work with humans. I work with everybody. I want everybody to maximize. I just want people. It could to be
0: maximize. financial. It could be happiness. It could be spice. It could be. It
1: could be but, and I guess also
2: everything has kind of a knock-on effect to each other. So if you become, yes. you know, more stable or more positive towards your connection with money. Then you have a more choices. stable connection to relationships mm. and to see.
1: health, and mm-hmm. it's like a domino effect. It they all and they something. all build on you. If you have a bad relationship with you, you won't make good money. What well, I'm talking about, you'll make bad choices. Sure. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah. Amazing. Wow. Yeah. We feel it. We feel it. Feel um, it? I've, I think everybody needs a coach. Hmm. I'm not sure. I should call you a coach or me a coach? I don't know about coaching, yeah. but. Um, one of the reasons that I find it very hard in this country or outside the US to find a coach mm. is because one the when I the question I ask is what makes you qualified to be my coach and they fall apart they fall apart I said well okay then how much money did you earn last year mm. they fall apart
1: mm. yeah
0: okay so what qualifies you to be my coach because I'm looking
1: are you looking for a coach? Mm-hmm.
0: We should what? all have coaches. Angie's looking for yeah,
1: a coach. Yeah, and, and I agree. I have a mentor who, who, who works Everybody with me. He rips me apart so much. And I fired a few coaches, I have to admit. Because, well, what qualifies me to be a coach for you is I'm completely fearless. And when I coach you, I can read you. And I can already read you. Just by hanging out with you, I already read. I read you two different characters. And I have big, my visions for where... I want to take you or my clients, it's huge. Like there's no ceiling, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And I am fearless in going in any kind of place I need to go to release what's holding you back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is one of my biggest strengths. And I know that people talk when they talk about me in my, my work, they say, you know, you you seriously have you take no bullshit. And and it's and it's the truth. And I think that's really important, specifically working with leaders because I have no fear of working with you. I'm not intimidated by you, like, oh, this guy, he has this company. I'm not, I don't feel that, I feel like I get excited by hungry by people like you. So I think I could definitely elevate you in many different areas, P- probably areas you don't even know.
0: Sure. I like the idea of uh, being unlimited, limitless limitless i like that yeah we're we're all about abundance isn't Mm -hmm. it and it kills us to think that people due to their where they're born the sex they're in the color the size they set themselves limits they set themselves a ceiling
1: absolutely and 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 i'm i am like this Mm -hmm. actually with any culture and i know certain cultures it could be not accepted but i actually don't i risk everything for it if you know what i mean because if if the honest truth is if, if I was to be expelled from somewhere or thrown out from somewhere I would rather do it because I'm doing my art my thing um, because I just cannot I can never ever put a cap on myself
0: yeah. I refuse you want to live the truth right? 100%.
1: Truth. 100% it's so off it has to be it has to be
0: amazing well, I'm definitely, not many people inspire me, but I'm definitely inspired,
1: right? <laughs> I'm 100% inspired. Yeah. <laughs> thank, you. thank you. So am I, I the, can't the, believe. The
0: universe brought you in our, in our life and we're blessed for it, so thank I, you so much.
1: I, I cannot believe, and I'm, I'm really serious when I say this, it's not often I walk into a room and I feel so, connection, so okay. connected it's, to you. It's but mutual. It's unbelievable Absolutely. actually. It's uh, rare, but Thank beautiful. You.
0: Thank you. Thank you. you. Now, we, I think we're going to start a friendship here. That's for sure. It's only be our honor. Oh, um, God. People, listeners, they want to get in touch with you. They want to work with you. Mm-hmm. Please feel free to express uh, and share your website, telephone, number. Any? How, how do they contact? They, they contact connect? me
1: in any kind of way. Anna Wallington. obviously I'm on Facebook. Um, uh, Anna Wallenton on on Instagram also. AnnaWallington.com is my website.
0: We will put it as a text as well as we're speaking. So Mm -hmm. that's the best way to contact you.
1: Yeah, or my phone number zero five two nine double two one seven six
0: two. Wonderful. Absolute honor having you here. Let's do this again in a month. Yes, I'd love
1: to. Yeah, Yeah. we've only just got started. Yeah, totally. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. Totally. No, thank you. Thank you for having me and and taking a chance in bringing me in. Obviously, we didn't take the risk. It's fantastic there was no
0: risk there was no chance
1: that's no. fantastic we knew it was
0: going to be amazing so thank that's you so awesome. much
1: awesome thank you so much and thank you thank you thank you, thank thank you. you. Thank you. good work <laughs> namaste thank you namaste
0: bye thank everyone. you